Greetings and welcome to Carmelite Conversations. Here we are in the month of March, the year 2023. And we know the great feast of St. Joseph is this month. In fact, Carmelites honor St. Joseph all through the month and, of course, other times through the year. But he is the protector of the Discalced Carmelite Order. And, of course, he's the patron saint of the Universal Church. There's so much to learn about St. Joseph. But today, our guest is going to be talking about the ordinariness of the life of St. Joseph, in spite of his extraordinariness. So Deacon Baldwin, a member of our community, will give us some things to think about. So without further ado, I introduce to you Deacon Baldwin. The entire month of March is dedicated to St. Joseph so that we may contemplate the life of this great saint the protector of our order, and the patron saint of the universal church in a special way. A plenary indulgence is granted under the usual conditions for devotion said in honor of St. Joseph during March. And so the litany we prayed at our community meeting certainly qualifies for that. And of course, there are certainly a myriad of ways we could emulate his life, his holiness, and his sacrifice. And it is very fitting that we should do so. For save the Blessed Virgin Mary herself, St. Joseph is a saint without equal in the church. But we should also not forget just how ordinary Joseph and Mary were, how unextraordinary their lives were, how there was little about them that would draw any outside attention at all. Now, that's a very odd thought, isn't it? Given how God worked in their lives, their extraordinary sanctity and their status in the church, given Mary's immaculate conception and all the events that surrounded their betrothal, and especially after just noting how extraordinarily holy they were, how they are without equal. How can they at the same time be so very unremarkable? Well, let's consider how their contemporaries viewed them, their neighbors, their friends, and associates. To them, they were a simple, hardworking family. St. Joseph was a poor carpenter who, with his wife and son, worked and lived in the community. They were pious and God-fearing, of course, just as so many others in the community were. There were rumors about Jesus, why they came from Egypt and settled in Nazareth, of all places. Why they had no other children. But that was just the prattle of busybodies. To their family, friends, and neighbors, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph were just plain folks, as we would say. St. Joseph, Pope Benedict once remarked, did all that Jewish fathers would have done. He taught Jesus to pray. Quote, Joseph himself must have taken Jesus to the synagogue for the rites of the Sabbath, as well as to Jerusalem for the great feasts of the people of Israel. As a Jewish father, Joseph would have led the prayers at home both every day in the morning in the evening and at meals, and on the principal religious feasts, unquote. 
to all outside appearances, they were an ordinary Jewish family living an ordinary Jewish life. But therein lies the point. Therein lies the lesson. For in what from all external appearances was the most ordinary and common of lives, the church, indeed the whole world, has been blessed with the holiest of saints. And that's because Our Lady and Saint Joseph sanctifies the ordinary, makes holy the common, if you will, through their interior life of love, through their love for our Lord and each other, and through their interior romance with their beloved, their love affair with God. They showed us what ordinary holiness looks like, you might say. When he was at Martha and Mary's house, Jesus said, only one thing is necessary. He was speaking of love of God, and no one lived out this one necessary thing more than Our Lady. No one labored more out of love for God than St. Joseph. And ordinary holiness is what I would ask that we meditate on and especially consider this month. That is to say, our interior life with God our love affair with our Lord, our ever-deepening relationship with Him. This journey of ordinary holiness will not necessarily be evident to those around us. But really, does it need to be? I would assert that the opposite is true. Mary and Joseph were known to be pious, to be sure. Their love for God they certainly did not hide from anyone, far from it. Even so, only a few likely knew just how intimate their relationship with God was, how close their union with their Heavenly Father. Like their beloved Son, they were meek and humble of heart. Let me close with a couple of quotes from our Holy Mother, St. Teresa of Jesus, whose devotion to St. Joseph is well known. In her writing, she invokes St. Joseph by name hundreds of times. On one occasion, which she records in the book of her life, St. Teresa was at Mass when she had a vision of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Our Lady told her that her devotion to St. Joseph pleased her very much. Of this devotion, St. Teresa wrote, quote, I took for my advocate and Lord the glorious St. Joseph and earnestly recommended him to myself. I don't recall up to this day ever having petitioned him for anything that he failed to grant. It is an amazing thing, the great many favors God has granted me through the mediation of this blessed saint. The dangers I was freed from, both of body and soul. For with the other saints, it seems the Lord has given them the grace to be of help in one need. Whereas with this glorious saint, I have experienced that he helps us in all our needs, and that the Lord wants us to understand that just as he was subject to St. Joseph on earth, for since bearing the title of father, being the Lord's tutor, Joseph could give the child's commands. 
so also in heaven God does whatever he commands, unquote. Let us then implore St. Joseph that we too may live lives of ordinary holiness to the glory of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Joseph, protector of Carmel and patron of the Universal Church, pray for us.